Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With a one-life plot holes of gratuitous boobies It's time to get busy with your friend Steven Izzy Sonny, you ever owned a car before? No, I just got my license And joining us is Brandon from Basement Condition Podcast. Brandon. Hello. Thanks for having me. Welcome back. And uh, this is, of course, Everything I Learned from from Movies. And tonight, (laughs) Tonight. (laughs) we continue John Carpenter Month with a collaboration with Basement Condition. uh, And it's also a collaboration of the writings of Stephen King and the directing of John Carpenter. Yes! Christine! I love this movie so much. Uh, but before we get into the movie, mm-hmm. shall we have a beverage? We shall. I hear a rumor that uh, Brendan's got a lovely beverage. I do. If I can... Oh! Hey. Oh! My top! <laughs> what are you drinking over there? He's taking a slurp. <laughs> I am drinking some Strongbow Apple Cider. Ooh. Ooh. Original dry. All right. Nice. How is it? It's pretty good. It's not very fruity at all. Very small hint of apple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most ciders get pretty dry. That's what gives them that great alcohol kick. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It's a very, very crisp. Strong. It's 53 
three percent alcohol. Not bad for yeah, a cider. That's impressive. Yeah, and it's nice and cold, and it's refreshing, if I may say so myself. Mm. Excellent. Nice. Ah, what we got over there? Ooh, uh, to start us off, we're gonna open up uh, this uh, big old tall boy crawler. <laughs> It's uh, from Benoit Casper Brewing, the Altum Amber, oh. Alt Amber Ale. And no, it's not a white nationalist. It uses some sort of alternative yeast. <laughs> 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 I just want to be clear. <laughs> All right, I'm going to pop the top on this big bad boy. Ooh, my top. Woo! <laughs> we actually got this at Benoit Casper's Oktoberfest. Yeah. Nice. Sweet. Alright. Pour. Alright, this is a surprisingly clear beer. It's got a nice dark amber color. It's a beautiful color. That is really clear. It's got little frothy white he- uh, frothy white head, some little tiny foamy Ooh. bubbles. Ooh, having it out of my delicious uh, Hunger Games capital glass, because <laughs> I'm a grown-up. Mmm. I'm gonna go in for the sip. Going for the sip. Mmm. Yeah, nice and malty, a little bit hoppy. Nice amber ale, good middle of the road beer. Cheers. Really sh- yeah, cheers. Cheers, yeah. 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 Delightful. Full bodied. Uh, the, I think it's the Alt E, so it's a lot like uh, Alaskan Brewing's amber ale, the, the yeah. little Alt beer. But uh, yeah, it's a little different uh, mouthfeel to it, but. Kind of like a yeah. Cali Common East, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a little, little different take on that, but yeah. um, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah. So, Christine. Oh. Uh, yeah. uh, so, uh, Brendan, you'd said you hadn't seen this movie in a long time, or you hadn't seen this movie. No, Maximum Overdrive, which we did on the first episode of Scared Stupid together. <laughs> yeah, got to go over to Basement Condition to get that. Yeah, and. That I had never seen, surprisingly, because uh, I'm a big Stephen King fan. But this one I had definitely seen when I was little. It's, yeah, it's John Carp. Awesome. It's John Carpenter. How can you not have seen it? It's a classic. Exactly. Every right. child should watch John Carpenter all the time. That's what yeah. I keep telling everybody. Yeah, that's how I was raised, and I came out great. And, yeah. and growing up in the '90s, there was a select few. Like, if you had seen a few Stephen King movies, that this one was usually part of it. Like yeah. pets. Well, this is yeah. one that they could edit down and like put on TV. Yes, like Pet Cemetery, Christine, Cujo. They kind of have that same kind of feel to it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah, they've got that like '80s monster movie yeah, feel. Silver for sure. yeah. yeah, Silver yeah. Oh, see, so many good, so many good ones. Oh. Uh, so I particularly enjoyed the scene when I was a kid because my dad was an antique automotive repairman. So he w- he was a mechanic for specifically older cars, and one of his regular clients had a um, f- probably fifty seven fifty eight Buick or sorry uh, Plymouth Belvedere, which looks almost exactly like Christine, and it was in the Christine like colors. So like I would go over to shop, we'd be like, "Oh my god, it's Christine! Let's go for a ride in it!" <laughs> you would be that person. Like, I'm gonna go ride around and possess demons. Oh, one hundred percent. That's 100%. so awesome. Yeah, he also had a client who had a white touring bus, which is the bus that they you that Egg Shen has in Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, awesome. Yeah. So that was in the shop pretty regularly too. Because fun fact, old cars are in the shop a lot. <laughs> <laughs> You don't say. 
<laughs> so yeah, so Christine starts off. Uh, we're on the Detroit assembly line mm-hmm. in 1957 um, at Plymouth, I assume. And uh, the 58 Plymouth Furies are being made and being yeah. checked down the assembly line and the final tweaks. And apparently there's a red Plymouth Fury in this row and row of white <laughs> Plymouth Furies being made. Yeah, there's like <laughs> a bunch of white ones. There's like a light blue one, a light cream colored yeah. one. Yeah, and then there's this bright red and white one. Yeah, and the guy's uh, checking the engine, getting down, checking under, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And the hood just slams down yeah. <laughs> and crushes his hand. And he's like, ah, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and apparently this happens right around the end of the day, so the whistle blows and everybody goes home. Except for one except other for guy, one guy who gets in and he's checking out, making sure the uh, radio works. He's got a cigar in his hand. Yeah. And some of the ashes fall in her brand new seat. Cut to uh, the supervisor comes down, notices there's still some, uh, that one of the cars has its lights on. That's not right. Walks over, opens the door. Boom. The guy falls to the floor, dead. Dun, Enter dun, dun. Christine. And the music by John Carpenter. John Carpenter music, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love how many deaths he came up with just yeah. from this car. We were trying to... I was actually trying to find somebody who added up all of Christine's, like, murders. Um, but there's not, like, a good list out there. But right now we have one death and one injury. Yeah. So far, just in, like, the opening montage of the movie. Yeah. She um, was so evil we... the day she was born. That's, mm-hmm. right. That's why you don't buy cars made on a Friday. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I learned from this movie. No. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, so then we flash forward uh, 20 years to, yeah, I think it was like 77 or 78. Yeah. yeah. Um, and a nerdy boy, uh, Arnie Cunningham, played by uh, Keith Gordon and his buddy Dennis. That's his buddy's name, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, there, Dennis is picking him up, take him to school. Um, I'm sorry, discount Kevin Bacon. Yeah, discount Kevin Bacon, <laughs> nerdy kid, uh, to take him to school because he doesn't have a car. And they're talking about, oh man, you're a virgin too. We got to get you laid this year, and you know, t- typical high school conversation. Yeah. Okay, first off, the way he approaches Arnie, yeah, it's his Dennis, uh, yeah. played by John Stockwell. The way he approaches Arnie about like, so this year we. Uh, we gotta get you laid. It sounded like he was hitting on him, right? There's a lot, a lot of stuff in this movie where, you know, I'm as progressive as the next guy, but there was a lot of uh, overtones. Arnie and Dennis are banging, right? Uh, no. They want to bang, though, right? Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> Brendan, am I wrong? Am I making this up? Or is well, there a lot of sexual tension between them? Well, even later on when Dennis gets picked up from Christine and he knows that something's wrong with it. And he's yeah. like, you're just jealous of the car. And he's like, no, I'm just worried about our friendship. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. He's still like a chick right now. <laughs> there, there's quite a bromance going on. Yeah. So so then they go to school and they go to shop class. Um, and Discount John Travolta is uh, there like brandishing a knife and like, mm-hmm. thr- you know, taking lunch and like stabbing it. With and then... pants that are way too tight. Yeah, those are super tight pants. Like, I have a quick he... question. Yes. Go for it. When they're standing in the hall when we first see them, and it happens a couple of times throughout the movie, why is it that every time they see the hottest girl in school, it always looks at the blonde girl first and then it... the brunette? I can tell you. I can tell you the answer to that. So the blonde girl's trying to get uh, Dennis's attention. Yeah. She desperately wants to date him, and so it's like 
she like if you if you look she's in the background of like all the school scenes just giving him the lovey eyes okay and so i, th- I think it's kind of supposed to be like he's looking at me he's looking at me yeah, he's, no, look- he's, he's looking, looking past at- you but, by the way blonde chick played by super young kelly preston mrs hey, john travolta she's not bad looking at no. all like the why he won't give her the time of day i do not understand because you got the baywatch chick i think alexandra paul walking behind yeah i it's been a really long time since i read the book christine but i feel like there's supposed to be kind of like a parallel between at least in the beginning between ernie's devotion to christine and kind of dennis's devotion to uh uh baywatch what's her what's her Uh, name in this alexandra paul plays her yes lee Lee, Lee that's right. Oh, Lee. yeah, that's right. Yeah, like Leanne or something like that. And yeah. So um, I can see that. Yeah, it's supposed to be kind of like like Dennis ha- only has eyes for Lee. Spoiler alert. Uh, and Artie only has eyes for Christine, but he hasn't met her yet. Yeah, hasn't met Christine yet. Um, so yeah, after the the scene in the the shop class where <laughs> not John Travolta, <laughs> <laughs> what's his name? Buddy, Buddy. That's right, Buddy. Yeah. That's the great name of the. Uh, Bully from Three O'clock High too. <laughs> he wishes he could be Buddy Ravel. Right. <laughs> Not nearly as complex, but yeah, just an asshole and like I'll stab you and I'll kill you. You know why he's angry? Way. Because his pants were only painted on him. He can't afford real pants. <laughs> and, and during that whole scene, when the buddy, it, buddy's friend, like chokes Dennis from behind and then grabs his dick and like holds on to it for a while. Way too long. What, like what? What's going on here? I'll do erotic asphyxiation. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to lie. This movie has a lot of homoerotic overtones. Yeah. And bu- not that I have any problem with that whatsoever, but... Bullies were so I'm much not- more intense back then, too. Yeah. Well, in the, it, like, okay, so so bullies in movies are, are a th- you know, uh, they're, 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 they're their own thing. Like, bullies in real life, I mean, there's bullies, but it's really just more... I think it's more like how kids feel they're being treated, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if there's a bully brandishing a knife and like stabbing your lunch and then pulling a knife on the teacher. Well, that guy's a sociopath. <laughs> yeah, that guy's a sociopath, one hundred percent. Yeah, that guy's going to like. That guy's going to a, no. That guy's going to a mental f- facility. Yeah, like I'm sorry. Great hair though. That's, oh, oh, spectacular hair! <laughs> it's, it's almost as good as Lee's. Uh, Alexander Paul's in this movie. It's very similar styles. I believe my very first thing when he, his first scene. His first scene, the first thing came out of my mouth was, Farrah Fawcett needs her hair back. <laughs> <laughs> also, on on the bullying scene, when when Buddy's buddy <laughs> grabs Dennis by the junk, if that had happened at my high school, knowing yeah. the guys at my high school, as soon as he let go, everybody just would have been like, dude, why do you need his dick so bad? <laughs> like, that's all that would have been. Like, dude, dude, you're way too much into dick. Like, it all just would have been gay jokes. I need to turn town. <laughs> I mean, it was a different time when I went to school, but yeah, yeah. that, uh, <laughs> more would have been made of that. Yeah, so then I, I think it's actually, like, yeah, when they were driving home from that is when we're introduced mm-hmm. to the titular character of this movie. Yeah, because they're, they're again talking oh. about Arnie needs to get laid, and then he goes, yeah. whoa, 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 stop, I need to check her out. And Dennis is like, whoa, who? Who's and he backs up and he's like, who we're looking for? Who are we looking for? And that's when Arnie sees the car. Yeah, all tortoiseshit, just lying in somebody's all, Every door and trunk open. <laughs> yeah, just wide open for the crows to nest in right? there. And yeah, <laughs> that was a little overboard, but... Then we're then the uh, the owner of the vehicle comes out, crotchety old man number one, mm-hmm. um, with his neck brace that. Oh, the back brace. The yeah, back yeah, brace. Yeah. Yes, the back brace. That's a little off-putting. Makes him even creepier. 
By the way, I would be thoroughly... I am as impressed as Arnie is when he hands the keys over and that car actually starts. Yeah. It's like, well, it's Christine. Oh. Yeah. And it starts on the first turn. Like, there's no... He just turns and goes... Bup, 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 bup. <laughs> right? Oh, there we go. <laughs> or click. Oh, oh, shit, I forgot to check the battery. Click. <laughs> By the way, Arnie, worst negotiator in the history of the world... Yeah, eh, 200, 250 bucks. You said 300, right? No, but even before that, it was how much for it? Because whatever it is, it's not enough. And he's yes. like, Jesus Christ, Arnie. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you, Brandon? Would you have uh, would you have negotiated a little bit better? Yeah, I would have negotiated so good that I wouldn't have paid anything for it. <laughs> like, if you just want to hand me the keys, I'll take it off your hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, considering it's lie. haunted, the old man probably would have done it. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't just take it to a junkyard or whatever. Or is he just? It probably kept could. coming back. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. And yeah, it was probably right. only crushed to shit because maybe it was still sad from killing its last owner. Yeah. Yeah. I so, if I'm remembering correctly, and it might not be, it's it's been a long time, but uh, Christine basically gains more power from essentially her host, her the love of her life. So yeah. when. When crotchety old man's brother, the original owner, passed away, she lost a good chunk of her energy. Uh, it seems so like she, she always kills the person, though. Because he died she, in the car. He committed suicide in the car. Yeah, but still, she could have... out later. She could have prevented it. She could have, but... She's, you know, she's the one that's in control, and she also, spoiler alert, kills Arnie. It's true. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but not, right to the end. But again, like, not really on purpose. I mean, it's not like yeah. she drove glass into him. Spoiler alert. It's yeah, but like... I think she could have maybe put the seatbelt on him. She could move everything else <laughs> in the car. She didn't have seatbelts. No? It's 50s car. She didn't have seatbelts. Oh, I don't know. Seatbelts yeah. are for Quakers. You learn something every day. <laughs> no, honey. Yeah. If we're going by this movie, seatbelts are for shitters. That's right, and that's another that's another thing about these old school Stephen King movies, like the original ones that we grew up on. There's always a creepy old man. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. A, yeah. Lot, a couple in this one. Like, like Pet right, Cemetery Steve- has a creepy old man. Yeah, uh, you you you're a Stephen King fan. Do you not play the Stephen King drinking game? No. Oh, I don't drink. I don't have a lot of friends talking. that drink. Oh well, then you just do it by yourself. No, it's like oh, set in Maine, take a drink. Oh, child with psychic powers, take a drink. Oh, that'd be horrible. I'd be drunk in like 15 minutes. Uh, oh, yeah. That's kind of the point. Uh, recovering alcoholic, take yeah. a drink. <laughs> well, um, all of his stuff is set in the same universe, so I guess there's just that kind of yeah, type. Yeah, yeah. Super religious person, take a drink. <laughs> all right, here we go. The Stephen King drinking game. Unexplained evil force without justification for its existence. Bonus points if the evil force is from an extra dimension. Disabled child with magic powers. Bonus points for those powers being psychic. Setting of the main story taking place in Maine. Setting of the story taking place in a small rural town at some point. Bonus points if a seemingly normal town hides horrible secrets. Antagonist with no redeeming qualities. Bonus points if they're a childhood bully. Details that teeter... Uh, details that teeter on perverted. Bonus points if children are involved. Racist <laughs> remark. An atheist. Evil religious people espousing morality, especially when it comes to sex. Bonus points if said evil religious people die. Flashbacks. You can skip this if you're playing it. You might die. Depraved homosexuals. Bonus points if they die. Animals being injured or killed. 
major character is either addicted to or recovering from an addiction to alcohol or drugs. Major character is a writer, poet, storyteller. Take an extra shot if it's the main character. Reference to a previous Stephen King work. Bonus points for multiple references. Extra bonus points if the work refers to as many King's books as possible. Uh, internal dialogue, such as stream of conscious. So, uh, sociologist appears to tell us why the consequences of the disaster are at hand. Bonus points if sociologist dies. Gratuitous violence. Bonus points for body horror. Extra bonus points for the ice cream. Cameo of King himself. Obscenely brutal bullies, either currently affecting a character or in a character's backstory. Bonus points uh, if being a bully is part of the backstory of the villain or one of the villains. Uh, There's a cool older character that helps the main character in some way. Bonus points if they have psychic powers. Extra bonus points if they die before or during the climax of the story. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a few of those check off in this movie, yeah. (laughs) That's Stephen Uh, King up. That's... In a nutshell, right there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I think that's a Stephen King novel. <laughs> I, I think we just read The Dark Tower. <laughs> I love those books. This is where Brendan hates you. Well, I haven't even started. Yeah, <laughs> I, I heard the movie was crap. So I'd, no. I still haven't watched. Actually, no, I'm not going to lie. I started watching the first couple of minutes on it, of it, just online, just to see what it was about. And right away, right away, I turned it off. I was like, oh, I'm too scared to watch it. Because of because of the bad reviews, and what yeah. I saw was something from like the fifth book, so I was just like, nope. Oh. See, I, that's how I feel about Salem's Lot. They've never done a good version of Salem's Lot, and they definitely could do a good version of it too. It's not that big a book. It's perfect for a movie. They just don't stick to the source material, and it's a simple vampire story. Like, just do the book. That's it. Yeah, well, that's just it. They try and embellish it, and that doesn't help. That's gilding the lily right there. So it's not Lost Boys? No. And right now it would be great, because it's a very old-school vampire story. Like, the main vampire is supposed to be, like, that old Nosferatu or whatever his name is. That's it? What's his name? Yeah, Nosferatu. Yes! Yep. And so that would be great right now, because everyone's all into the nostalgic old-school shit, so do Salem's Lot. Yeah, Dark Universe, you've got your Dracula movie. There you go. I've got a Stephen King Universal Monsters universe. Yes! If you thought the mummy was horrible, wait till you see (laughs) Salem's Coffin. (laughs) (laughs) Carrie has to team up with Christine to take down some high school bullies. (laughs) That'd be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a lot of Stephen King's books are connected, so I wish they would make a connected universe. No. The, I got it. The mist of the Black Lagoon. Nope, nope, I got it. <laughs> Chris, uh, Carrie inherits Christine, and their powers make it doubly as powerful, and they have to stop the children from the co- of the corn from spreading. <laughs> wow. We get Malachi back? Oh, that'd be cool. He's such a cool character. Right? The final battle is at the Pet cemetery. Yes! <laughs> well, because obviously... You have to bring Malachi back somehow and make him even more evil. Yes. Brandon, are you in? I'm in. Have we sold this movie yet? <laughs> I think my phone's ringing. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Hollywood. Uh, Take uh, my money. So Christine. <laughs> and that's when the money rolls in. No, um. <laughs> Shut up and take my money. So yeah. Uh, so Christine. Can I just say, I love Arnie's like transition in this movie to like a complete creep. 
Yeah, oh, yeah. it's oh, very smooth. Very... 50 greasers creep. Yeah. And it he just basically... gets more and more intense like as the movie progresses. Well, because he basically becomes the the guy who owned the last owner of her mm-hmm. like slowly but surely she just turns him into a bad dude which makes you wonder um so you hear all these stories about her last owner and i do love that they don't go into flashbacks about him like that would take away from it it's kind of cool that he's just a legend but it's like he was a mean old guy who hated everybody yeah. um only cared about himself and christine and it's like his his child choked to death in the car and he just drove around like nothing had happened his his wife uh committed suicide in her he just drove around well we, uh, we pretty much hear a whole nother movie of christine yeah. Yeah, Christine Origins. But but we don't have to see it. We It's in the theater of the mind, and that's... Unfortunately, with a lot of Stephen King movies with the flashbacks and stuff, that's... That's what takes it away. holds and... it back, but yeah, with this yeah, one... Yeah, no, this one it's cool, because it's yeah. more like she's he's a legend. Yeah. But it's just... It's, so it's like, as you watch Arnie's transformation, at least for me, I start to wonder, her previous owner, was he a bad dude, or does she turn you into that dude? Oh, no, she definitely turns you into yeah. a bad dude. Because yeah. she's, she's like the embodiment of a crazy girlfriend. Like she gets, well, she gets jealous. She jealous. takes all of yeah. your time mm-hmm. away. She she sweet talks you into shit. Like even at one point, mm-hmm. she won't start for him, and he's like, "It's okay, baby. Everything's still the she same. It's okay." Yeah, and then she yeah, starts. After, after Lee almost chokes to death in her, and uh, oh, has to be saved. Yeah, has to be saved by some guy at the drive-ins while Arnie's <laughs> throwing a fit because Lee had insulted Christine. You, what are you doing to her? Leave her alone. Oh, you're, well, yeah, you're well, saving I mean, her. Okay. I mean, he is giving her the Heimlich, but it's very like, oh, oh, oh. And he's like, ooh, ooh, are you okay? Ooh. Is that good for you? <laughs> you need a cigarette. Jesus. So um, there's a scene where the bullies go in to trash Christine. Oh, yes. And I don't know how they do that to the front of the car. Yeah. All right, so I, I'm, yeah, all right. So that was something I pointed out that, like, I am impressed with their power because they have like a couple of hammers and like some <laughs> yeah. crowbars. Kudos to them. They it looks like a bull- it looks car. like a bulldozer crushed the front, and especially yeah. a car I- from the fifties. Those things are fucking built. Oh, it's solid solid steel. Yeah, oh yeah. So I-, I give it to them. So the whole time we're watching it, and then Arnie comes in and. You know, I was crying over. By the way, I was cringing the whole time they were beating the hell out of that poor, yeah. that poor Fury because oh, this is a beautiful little car. <laughs> but um, like I was like, why would she let them do that to her? Obviously, she has the power to stop them, yeah. unless she wants Arnie. She wants basically Arnie's pity. She's. She's, yeah, that controlling girlfriend who's like, oh no, you were spending time with the other girl and I fell down and broke my leg. You're going to have to put me back together now. It's a smart, crazy girlfriend. Mm, yeah. The conniving. That's the sociopath. But, but, by the way, if the ending hadn't gone the way it was going to, eventually Arnie would have married her. Oh, 100%. She would have tricked him somehow into signing that certificate. No prenup. I'm surprised. I'm surprised Christine let the brother of the previous owner live. Yeah, because didn't know, I, he say at one point that he tried to stop her or some shit? Um, he said I like once I it once it he... once it killed the wife. He actually stepped in and tried to do something about it. 
Yeah, but I think he basically says the car can't be can't be stopped. It can't be destroyed. Oh, so maybe. So I th- I think it's one of those like if he just ignored her since she draws power off of you know basically you know her victim her main her main her main boy toy mm-hmm. him just basically abandoning her out in the yard and like not calling coming into her siren's call she just lost enough power to where she just kind of sat there yeah. kind of like the ghosts and, from mario you just got to look at them and they don't move exactly except so you look away yeah, it was That's... just like the less the less he cared about her, the more he cared about her, the more power she got. So once he gave up on trying to get her destroyed and trying to, you know, um, you know, trying to get rid of her, she just kind of she like lost her power and just had to sit there like plotting. I also have a feeling there's probably something cut out about the reason he had the back brace. I feel like she yeah. did that to him. Yeah, oh yeah, like the, right, one, one right. of the times he he was trying to get rid of her or something like he hit her or he or she hit him back or something or when she came back or he and, went to drive her like into a tree and went through the windshield or something yeah. Yeah. and maybe she, and maybe she's punishing him by killing his brother Ooh, maybe that's what happened maybe he Ooh. tried to put a stop to her she hurt him and then killed his brother to punish him maybe and now she's just dark. sitting there waiting <laughs> for the next victim She's definitely plotting conniving. I'm not gonna lie, Christine is amazing, and it's one of those things that, as a woman, I get asked a lot, like, "Who were your childhood heroes?" <laughs> um, like, this is a thing people ask. Well, now, in the last like five years, it's become a thing. Like, oh. there's no movies with strong childhood. Women. You know who my childhood hero was when I was a kid? This car and the T Rex from Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> you want a, you want stronger women in film? <laughs> not, not Gracie Law or Margot. No, they get kidnapped. <laughs> yeah, they do. Would Christine get kidnapped by Lopan? <laughs> Maybe that's where she got her power. <gasps> the darkest magic. Oh. My soul swims in it. <laughs> uh, another crossover. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Christine, the Daihatsu Charade edition. <laughs> Oh, oh god, there's a movie where you have the worst piece of shit car that happens to be you on the set. Piece of shit car. Oh, piece of shit. Yeah. So okay, so you may be wondering, what about his friend Dennis? Where has he been the whole time that he's losing his mind and all this stuff's going on? He's playing football. Yeah, he apparently blew out his knee and possibly hurt his neck playing football. So you get introduced and... in like the very beginning of the movie that Dennis is an amazing football player, but the year before he blew his knee out and missed the whole season. But he's back this year. Doc says he's good to play. So there's a great scene once Arnie gets Christine all fixed up. Oh, when you find out that Arnie does find a, get a girlfriend. Yeah. It's Lee, who Dennis has been obsessing about for a good part of the movie. And Dennis takes a hit that Kudos to the stunt guys because that looked painful. Yeah, totally. And blows his knee out again and spends I don't know nine months in the yeah, hospital. Yeah, yeah, I say it was a good like two or three months. He was just there in the hospital, like taking visitor stuff. I'm like, man, that must have been different back in the '70s when people could afford to do that. <laughs> and I like uh, that uh, scene too because it shows that Arnie isn't fully taken over by Christine yet because he has enough yeah. power to go and show off to everybody that he has the hot girl in the school and shit. Yeah. But then later on, he doesn't care about her at all anymore. Well, and then it's just also, like, the relationship with him is always where he's like, hey, how's it going, man? You doing okay? And then, you know, they're still, like, doing jokes back and forth or whatever, but then, like, a month later when he goes back, like, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. I heard things happen with Christine. And then at that point, you can see that uh, Arnie's, like, lost and... 
He's already like I think he's already killed one or two people at this point. No, Christine and, has. Or Christine has. He's, does, but, he's not part yeah, of that. Yeah. yeah he knows forgot. what's going on though. Yeah, yeah, he's in on it. Yeah. So what I what what I get from Christine is uh there's a point where she makes him feel good. He she's she's a drug dealer and she's giving she gives him enough like confident he's got this hot yeah. ride, so now he can go and get the girl, he can stand up to the bullies. And so, like, it's that, like, yeah, riding this high, like, you know, Christine is how I get this power. Yes, and then it be, and then there is a tipping point where it's like, you need me. I am your car. You wouldn't have any of this. You're paying too much attention to that girl. I was willing to help you get her, but now you need to focus on me. And he understands what's he understands what's going on because the one time when he's driving, uh, Dennis or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, drive back, there's that whole He, he starts there. taking his hands off the wheel and letting Christine take over. So he, at that point, fully knows that she is a living thing. Well, he already knew that when she gets bashed in by the bullies, he gets in and he starts crying and then the radio pops on. I think he... And he bl- gets out and I- he steps back and he goes, all right, show me. And that's when she starts healing mm. herself. I think, he, that- I think he still has like a... Like he he's trying not to believe that she's killed everyone though. No, but she know he knows that she's some. He's always known she's something special. Yeah, but it's like confirmed that she's like that she. <laughs> there's very something very different about this car. We have completely blown past the part where so he buys the car and his parents say he can't keep can't keep mm. the car at home. So he goes to this uh, garage where you get to work on it yourself, and he has a great crotchety old uh, mentor. Darnell, yeah. Darnell. Yeah. Who... That, that guy's awesome. And I, yeah. And, I, and so uh, it's going to come up in the, the fun facts, but they didn't want to release this movie with a PG rating. Yeah. Even though there's not a whole lot of blood and stuff in it. They didn't have enough violence to get an yeah. R rating and PG 13 wasn't a thing yet. And they thought this gets released as PG. Nobody's going to want to see it. We need an R rating. So the opposite of most movies now. <laughs> and then insert all the F bombs. <laughs> yeah. So they inserted all of the F bombs. I have to come that? clean about something. Mm-hmm. On the episode of Scared Stupid, we were talking about the boss, and I mentioned that he was from Gremlins 2. That was a mistake. This guy's from Gremlins 2. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. yes, yes, yes. This is the so, guy from Gremlins 2. Yeah, he's the vampire. Yeah. He's also uh, Nick from Last Action Hero. That's what I uh, yeah. recognize him as. Yeah. I saw that movie in theaters. Yeah, me too. That was so <laughs> yes. good. I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. Gremlins yeah. to the old vampire host who just wants to be a, a proper news reporter. Yeah, because he, he gets um, put off the air on that episode, and then when they start taking over, he he starts taking over the uh, the airwaves and stuff, and he just keeps making a show with the gremlins. Yeah, well, and he gets to be the news anchor reporting what's happening. Yeah, it's awesome. He's That's so right. funny. And he interviews the uh, the Tony Curtis gremlin. <laughs> yes. I'm not going to lie. One of my favorite movie moments of all time is in Gremlins 2. I've mentioned this before, but it's the uh, the streaker gremlin. Yes. You did mention that before, <laughs> but that part is so awesome. That is 100% just one of the greatest movie moments of all time. None of them have clothes and he just walks up. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's a great movie. So underrated. 
Indeed. Oh, so good. And if you like it, you can watch our episode from last year where we talked about Gremlins 2 and kind of predicted Donald Trump becoming president. But... Uh, <laughs> no. But, uh, but yeah, back to Christine. The Christine. Other Christine is beautiful. <laughs> oh. Ooh, Christine is president. <laughs> the We'd all be dead. President. Yeah. I think she would be the queen of the trucks in Maximum Overdrive. I was going to say, is this how Maximum Overdrive uh, gets the reboot? Yeah. <laughs> she absolutely would. Are you kidding? It would be she made would... as a TV series, though. Oh, she would. Oh, and then her <laughs> and the Gremlin truck have, like, an epic power struggle. I'm sorry, not the Gremlin truck. Oh, the truck, Goblin The Goblin truck. Yeah, goblin truck. Like... <laughs> I don't remember a truck in that movie. <laughs> and, an- an- and another turret truck shows up, and it turns out that he's the brother of the first turret truck. So he he's on a revenge mission after Emilio, and then the the war rig just comes through and destroys everyone. <laughs> His name is Simon Simon Gruber. <laughs> Gruber Industrial. Ah, <laughs> oh, this would be so amazing. To if if I won the lottery, I would just get all this stuff made. You're welcome. <laughs> you gotta do these crossover comics, sweetie. <laughs> oh. Oh, man. Maybe after Halloween. Maybe. Yeah. So, Christine. Christine. Uh, so, yeah, oh. so yeah, we're reaching the point, obviously, where, yeah, uh, Arnie's being completely possessed by Christine, and it just spends all of his time with her, and uh, taking vengeance on uh, Buddy and his friends. She and, is sneaking out of the garage at yeah. night and seeking vengeance. And, by the way, these are some awesome car death scenes. Yeah. So good. The gas like, station and, one? Yeah. Yeah. So badass. Yeah, the stalking... Again, this is another movie with some amazing stunt driving. Because I gotta tell you, those big old cars, they do not turn on a dime. No, they do not. And they don't stop on a dime either. And I mean, she is like right up that charger's butt and then reversing. And uh, the the Plymouth Fury and the Belvedere, they have a push-button transmission. And so it doesn't work every time because literally buttons on the dashboard you push and it changes it instead of like popping it into gear. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, that's a I don't it's probably not in your fun facts, but it was a fun fact that I had read that they actually had trouble with the main car they used for the driving scenes not switching gears. And so there's a lot of like, oh my god, slam on your brakes, she because she's not gonna stop other car that's like right in front of you or right behind you. Mm. <laughs> like we can't get it into neutral. <laughs> nice. And the first scene or the first death is crazy out of the bullies because she chased that one guy down into the alley yeah. and it's that it's fat kid it's it's too uh it's too narrow and she just keeps driving <laughs> and damaging herself until yes. she kills him uh. yeah the first he runs through that narrow alley and she's just scraping the sides and then he gets into the uh, yeah the truck loading dock and she just it's just full force going through and it's there's something i love about the monster you can't stop. Yeah. Like, and that's just what it is. It's that slow push. He can't get past her. He can't get around her. And she she is going to do everything in her power to make sure he does not take another breath on this planet. Yeah. It's also after that scene we're introduced to the late, great Harry Dean Stanton for the first time. That's as the true. detective investigating his death. Yeah. I heard he, they took a shit on your dashboard. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I didn't even realize there was a dashboard left. That car right. was so damaged. Holy crap. Kudos to those bullies again. I credit where credit's due. Like, <laughs> like, I could not do that much damage to that kind of car. It looked like a car from a Street Fighter game. Yeah, right? exactly. It looks like she'd been Just in... your might. <laughs> it, looked like, it looked like she'd been in a destruction derby. Yeah. 
and lost. <laughs> or won. It doesn't really matter. Oh, yeah. In the end. Yeah. And the effects when they do the car Christine repairing herself was so well done. <gasps> so cool. Oh, Still to this day, could not be done better. I absolutely. Think. That's just it. Like, I don't want, I would never want them to redo Christine because, excuse me, they do it all CGI. This is all practical effects. I was looking it up. They actually uh, built an entire Plymouth Fury out of plastic so they could essentially use hydraulics to reinflate it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it. like they would just do that in CGI. They wouldn't bother with practical effects and it would not look as good. It wouldn't hold up. I thought it was just like them rewinding it. Like no, they it. built a plastic one so they could basically bash it in and then pop it back up. That's cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's. And uh, near the end of the movie when she keeps repairing herself and then her lights slowly come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so like badass. Thing, yeah. And uh, I don't know how deep we want to get into it if we want to spoil it all the way, but Buddy's death. Yeah. Is I was just going to say. Spectacular. Say like, yeah, those cars don't like turning on dime. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure they don't like being set on fire, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, there's something so iconic about him running down uh, the then, freeway with her on fire behind him. Well, he thinks it's over when the gas station explodes. And then right? she just slowly backs out on fire, sees him, and then starts slowly <laughs> going after him. And again, that's part of what makes it so great, is she's not in a rush to kill any of these guys. Nah. She's got all night. <laughs> it just, it makes it seem more, like, plotting and, like, Maleficent or... Yeah. Evil. Yeah. No. Um, Evil. That was, yeah. Uh, Omnipotent? I don't know. No, no. She she seems even malicious. She oh, seems yeah. even more malicious because she's just... She, it's it's planned. It's coordinated. Yeah. But unfortunately, if you're going to be sneaking out of the garage every night, you're going to get caught. Eventually. Yeah. And, That's the and, rumor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and this is where the poor uh, auto shop owner comes in. Oh, Darnell. He got squishied. <laughs> and it's even crazier when it squishes him and then the next day when Arnie shows up and the car is completely new again yeah. <laughs> that is a great I don't know about you guys that's like jarring to me like you see this car just torched like it's it it's beyond gone just ashes and even when it's coming he... into the garage it seems like it's almost going so slow like it's whimpering yeah like she's like ah shouldn't have done that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you kind of think like, oh, maybe she used the last of her power to like get rid of these bullies. Nope. nope. <laughs> she has yet begun to kill. Yeah. <laughs> maybe oh, maybe so death she... gives her more power. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So when she killed the so when she killed the boss man, it rejuvenated her once again. Definitely. See, maybe that's it. Maybe she's so she definitely gets her power from like whoever her caretaker is, right? Maybe she gets so greedy for power that, like, she ends up having to kill them because she needs that death. She well, I needs that death power. Some Stephen King fans believe that Christine is from the same dimension that Pennywise is from. Yeah, and so he, it's some and sort he of feeds off possession, I would think. Yeah, and he feeds off fear and eating kids. So, so her feeding yeah. off of death would be all natural. Yeah, yeah. It's her paleo. Imagine yeah. Pennywise driving around in Christine. Oh, See, I almost feel like that's too much. That would just be creepy, though. It'd be like twisted metal. Ooh. And then Arnie slowly turns into Pennywise, starts wearing makeup. There and... you go. <laughs> that's like Nightmare on Elm Street too. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> ooh, no, I got it. So we all love Alien versus Predator, right? The first one. Pennywise versus Christine. Ooh. There can only be so much evil There's in this world. There's only so many kids in this town, in this small town of Derry. I yeah. don't know what Pennywise would do to take Christine down, though. Yeah, well, and the reality is, what can she really do to him? I mean... That's true. They're, he just like, stays in just, the sewer. You can't get to him. It, yeah. It's it's Jason versus Freddy. We, like, what can they do to each other? And that's when we find out Christine does float. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the final showdown of this movie. Yes. Dennis and uh, Lee join forces to kind of trap Christine. Yeah, they... Um, the bulldozer. <laughs> and they, I like how at this point, Arnie mm-hmm. is fully on board and in Christine while yeah. she's trying yes. to kill his best friend. So you know now that he has completely taken over and doesn't take, give a shit about anyone. Yeah, no, he just needs Christine. He needs his drug. And that's yeah. her. Yeah, uh, yet another movie where a caterpillar saves the day. Yeah. I'm putting together a list of movies where caterpillar tractors save the day. Uh, there's a surprising number of them. Like, And I'm not going to count Killdozer because it's the bad guy. But like uh, in Tremors, the first one, they take the big old cat to get out of the canyon. It's the only thing the Graboids can't sink. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And in this, the the only thing that can even slow Christine down, she can't she's got a lot of weight behind her, but she can't knock that big old cat down. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Are those I the only two so far on the list? I see. Those are the two that I can think of right off the top of my head. I looked up a bunch last I think night. At the end of the departed, the caterpillar comes into play because I seem to remember Jack Nicholson dying on one. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, the end of uh double impact i don't know if it's it's not a caterpillar but uh oh and that's right an alien uh oh, <laughs> ripley's suit is a caterpillar uh offloader <laughs> they use the real brand in on it that's so awesome in, yeah in the first alien or no aliens it's Alien. the second one yeah, she, when she's got the suit yeah she's she, yeah she's got the the offloader suit and she's up Other against caterpillar the queen yeah <laughs> that's awesome so if anybody out there listening has any, like, more movies where Caterpillar products save the day. Or if it's like uh, A Bug's Life where a Caterpillar saves the day. I'm not going to count know. that. <laughs> I must say, though, Christine kind of fucked up at the end of the movie because she's hiding and she lets them get to the bulldozer. Like, she lets yeah. them set up everything. She yeah. should have just I run them she, over. She was there the whole time, right? Like, was she sleeping? That might have been it. No, I. My thing is, I think she got cocky. I yeah. thought she thought she could take that. You know, she could take it down. Because they're yeah. like running around in front of her quite a bit. Yeah. Even yeah, when they first get into the, the warehouse, plan, like what they're going to do. Like, okay, she's going to come in through this door. And then that's when we get with the bulldozer and the blowtorch or whatever. I don't know. And and she's there the whole time, like. Yeah, yeah, lay your plan. I can wait. <laughs> they're all. It also could be that there's a small amount of Arnie there where, you know, they're having their little whatever connection and he's just like, there's a little bit there. I'm like, no, he would never hurt you. He's my best friend. And she's like, watch, I'll show you. And they come in and he's like, all right, so this is how we're going to destroy her. I'm going to crawl up on this caterpillar. And then Arnie's like, all right, now we have to take him out. He's going to hurt you. Touche. Look at you with all your theories. Yeah, she's she's good at these random things. I've had a couple of years of watching these movies to put things together. <laughs> you should write books. <laughs> like my uh, Event Horizon Sphere uh, Core, core uh, uh, Theory. <laughs> geez, 
Jesus. Well, I had a theory about the Ip movie. Oh, yeah? Go on. Have any of you read the book, by chance? Not in a very long time. And I'm talking, like, middle school. Is this the novelization of the miniseries of Stephen King's It? (laughs) Yes. No. No, Well, no, at one point in the book, you hear that Pennywise is from another dimension, basically, where he is Mm -hmm. the superior evil, and there's a superior good guy, which is a turtle. That's why in the movie, a turtle comes up twice. Georgie has a toy turtle. And when they're in the little quarry in the water, they step on a turtle. They're like, Mm -hmm. what's that? Oh, it's a turtle. But in the book, the turtle, it it kind of implies that the turtle has put the Losers Club against Pennywise. and And that he's helping them along. And in the movie, when Georgie is putting his little paper boat down the street there's a little construction site with mm-hmm. with a heap that's covered in a green tarp with sandbags yeah. around the perimeter and it looks like a turtle shell oh okay the boat hits the turtle shell and the turtle shell sends it right towards the drain so, so they so the good guy sacrifices georgie to that that's get... the theory oh alrighty. that's my theory i think that'd be cool I love a I love a good conspiracy theory. I like it. Yeah, that's the only theory I've ever really come up with, though. But it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Congratulations! I am down. I'm gonna. I gotta pay more attention to the turtles. Yeah. Turtle, turtle. I gotta turtle. read a book. <laughs> yeah, the book has a lot of like transdimensional weirdness that has to do with Pennywise. That's why I'm interested for the second movie to see how much they touch upon it. Yeah. Well, you know, that's uh, that's how Stranger Things came about. They were trying to do a miniseries of It, and they couldn't get the rights to it, so they did Stranger Things. Yeah, everyone kept turning them down, because they were, like, these no-name directors. And then they're like, oh, well, <laughs> fine then. We'll just go make a hit TV show on Netflix. Right? Go. <laughs> we're going to make all of the money by and not pay you. <laughs> and actually, the guy that did It, he wants to do mm-hmm. a new adaptation of Pet Cemetery. That would be that would be fun. Although the old one is so good. I know. I kind of wish he'd want to do one that wasn't so good. Like it. Like, like any of them. <laughs> you know what? I want him to do Salem's Lot. Once again, that's a yeah. really good book. Or not Stephen King, but there's a book called Something Wicked This Way Comes that oh, yeah. That rings is a bell. Amazing. It's uh it's basically about a haunted carnival. Okay. It's so good and so creepy and they made an awful awful movie of it don't you hate when that happens yeah well and it's like you have such good source material if you even used half of it it would be good but no you're trying to cram your own twist on this and you don't need to like i don't understand if you're gonna make something based on a book make it the book and i get you can't put everything in a book in a movie i understand that you can't you can't fit all 400 pages of harry potter in one movie i fully understand that i pre you know if they can edit it appropriately and i get sometimes you have to change a few things because you edited something out of one scene which means it's not going to affect another scene 100 percent get that but sometimes they just take the title and do their own fucking thing or just take a script that kept getting turned down and go ah, oh, well we'll just slap this name on it and yeah, it's that... almost like they use the name just to get people to come see it oh they 100 percent do but oh, then it's just a big letdown that way 
<laughs> yeah, Lawnmower Man was uh, yeah. Lawnmower Man Two was it supposed to be a different movie, right? And then they just slapped Lawnmower Man on it. Oh, no, Lawnmower Man One was like because the short story with the name or whatever was just about a retarded guy that eats grass or something. Oh uh, yeah, right? Wasn't that it was something like that? And then nothing about the movie involving yeah. virtual reality and Doctor Harry Pierce yeah. Brosnan and <laughs> all that. <laughs> Job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Job. And I think Christine was pretty good considering, like, when you oh, yeah. put it against the book. He did he did a really good job on the movie. Yeah. Yeah, oh. so, so overall... Well, it's would John you Carpenter. Yeah. yeah. Would you recommend this movie? Absolutely. Uh, it sounds like absolutely oh, for sure. Movie, right? yeah. yeah. Again, this is another really good movie for people who want to get into horror but are kind of too afraid, or people who think they don't like horror, I feel, because you really feel for the characters... It's not awfully gory, not a bunch of jump scares, intriguing all the way through. It doesn't really lull anywhere particularly. No, it, it's pretty smooth. Yeah. And it's quite long, too. Long. But it doesn't feel long. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. it's it's an hour and 50 with, uh, yeah. with the credits, so... Which is pretty long for a movie from back then. Usually it was an hour and a sure. half tops. Yeah, I don't know, with all part. the new movies being like three and a half hours, like... But yeah, this is a yeah. I highly recommend it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, who's ready for some fun facts? Fun facts, super fun facts, cause the fun fun facts. Yeah. Right, but first, do we need another beverage? Oh, we have another beer. What we got, sweetie? We have a tropical torpedo from Sierra Nevada. Ew. It's a bottle opener. Inspired by Island Life, we created an IPA completely disconnected from the mainland. We used our one-of-a-kind hop torpedo to deliver intense rush of hop flavors and lush aroma of mango, papaya, passion fruit, and in every sip, enjoy a tropical twist on an American IPA. Chico, California. 6.7%. Gonna pop my top here. Ooh. Ooh, my top. (laughs) And going in for the pour. Can't hear that one. There you go. Nice. What do you Ooh. think, honey? Beautiful. Nice, clear straw color. Uh, actually, really clear for an IPA. Uh, nice khaki kind of head. No. Um. Um, yeah, nice, like, kind of golden color. Yeah, yeah off-white head. Mmm, smells very uh, florally very and hoppy. Yeah. yeah. So with this tropical IPA, they don't actually put fruit in it. They use a hop that gives off those flavors. Very tropical Yeah, hop. but it definitely tastes like... Yeah, it's a multi, but it's got like a little bit of like grapefruit, and mm-hmm. yeah, like it even has a little sweetness, like a little pineapple or something in there. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. If you're an IPA fan, Sierra Nevada makes amazing IPAs, and the tropical one. We've actually been out to the brewery. This is a, a hop that was actually like a mutant of one of their other hops, and so it's one of a kind. And instead of giving off really strong like piney flavors, it gives off more of these tropical flavors. They've done a couple of tropical beers with it, and now they like have a little corner they've been propagating it in. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll be going there next week. Woo! Octoberfest. Octoberfest. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Um, that should so be yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. Sierra Nevada is Willy Wonka in the Beer Factory. One hundred percent. Yeah, Brenda, when are you going to come out and visit us, and we'll drive up to Chico? Uh, soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so fun facts. Fun facts. Uh, Stephen King's popularity was such at the time that the film went into production before the book was even published. Yeah. yeah so it was this 83? Yeah, 1983. So there you go. 
Uh, Kevin Bacon, speaking of which, was offered the lead role, but ended up choosing Footloose instead. Um, at one point, Bacon was also originally uh, going to star in Dolan's Cadillac, another Stephen King story centered around a car. Nice! Huh, as, we, as we mentioned earlier. Look at who that. Up, who ended up starring in that? Nobody. Oh, oh wait. Christian Slater. Christian Slater. Christian Slater. That's, that's right. right. Yeah. Slater. <laughs> he Slater. Damn right. <laughs> 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 uh, another fun fact. 15% of the budget was just on the cars. By the ending of the film, all but two were destroyed, too. <laughs> yeah, and those two were museum pieces, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, that's all the uh, the fun facts I really got on this one. I but, got another uh, one. They used 23 cars for this movie. Oh. oh yeah. So 21 were destroyed. <laughs> and they were a mix of Furies, Belvedere's, and another Plymouth that has a really fu- uh, similar like front end. Nice. I really like right. at the end, too, because it kind of ends on a cliffhanger we yeah, see that yeah. they've kind of put christine in a cube and it's all crushed but then it starts moving again yeah dun, i do dun, love dun. i do love the uh, the fake out at the end where they're all standing there and they watch her get crushed and then you hear the 50s music and it's just the construction worker walking yeah. by <laughs> and he gives him he gives him like a weird look like what the hell are you looking at and just keeps walking and it's yeah. like you're 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 the one listening to fifties music. I'm like, come on, dude. <laughs> I love the oldies. <laughs> oh uh, man, I love this movie so much. Excellent. So, what did we learn from this movie? Uh, I mean, I learned be nice to your cars. You do not want to piss them off. No, absolutely not. <laughs> How about you, Brendan? What did you learn from this movie? I learned that narrow alleyways won't stop a fifty-eight Plymouth Fury. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a possessed car that's the word i'm looking for oh oh there we go okay <laughs> they will Steve? find What'd a you... way yeah I, I i learned the only effective way to crush uh an old car is with a bulldozer yeah i did learn one <laughs> other thing from this movie what's that bitches be crazy oh yeah oh <laughs> i learned that long before this movie <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we've also uh, asked the uh, Pondern family and Movie Pod Squad for a couple questions. You want to answer some questions here, Brandon? Let's do it. Woo! All right. Uh, These uh, questions are going to be a little sweet because I sent a little gif of our uh, cat, Castro Troy, uh, standing standing on a pile of skulls drinking a beer. Um, So the first question comes from Home Video Hustle at HVH Podcast. The Face-Off Remake. Who are the two leads? Ooh. Who are the two? Oh, in the remake? In the remake that we're going to do. I think we mm. kind of discussed that a little bit on when we did our full-length commentary. Of, like, who who nowadays oh, would be in true. it. Oh, that's true. I feel like Chris Pratt was one of them. Like, it had to be, like, Chris Pratt and, uh... uh I wanted Jason Statham. You kept telling oh, me no. No, no, no. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I'm okay with Chris Pratt and Jason Statham. Yeah. Yeah, I could totally see that. Whereas, like, the hair transplant, even the yeah. accent transplant. <laughs> yeah, because they talk about the hairline and everything, too. How about you, Brendan? Who do you cast in your remake of Face Off? That's tough. I would put a comedic spin on it and do Seth Rogen and uh, James Franco. <laughs> a stoner. <laughs> Gets his face swapped with a stoner. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, th- I think we also joked that that'd be another vehicle for The Rock and Kevin Hart. To oh, do. yes, The yeah. Rock and Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> or The so, Rock and yeah. Vin Diesel. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, I think it was Vin Diesel and Jason Statham. That's right. Like, it's hard to tell them apart as is. Is it really that much <laughs> surgery? <or? laughs> 
That's a good one. Uh, the only other one we have right now comes from uh, What Were They Thinking podcast at WWTT Podcast. Uh, I think this one's actually directed for Catster, Catster Troy. Uh, how did you escape from the magnetic prison? <laughs> Caster, any comment? Uh, oh, he... He's doing American Sign Language, I think. Uh, <laughs> hold on. He's saying, need more food. Stop jibber jab. Okay. Uh, it's, it's nothing to do with the question. <laughs> Need more food. Scratch my butt. <laughs> my my butt itches. Lick, lick, lick. <laughs> oh, oh, he's going for the junk. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he has lost this conversation. <laughs> for, all right. I just had a brilliant idea for our uh, face-off remake. We go with what's super trendy right now, swapping it out for girl roles. roles. Oh, God. Okay. We've got Gal Gadot and Furiosa. Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron. I'd see that. that. I'd watch that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Especially the surgery That's scene. Awesome. <laughs> Gal Gadot is a cop who uh, whose child was shot by an insane... By sniper uh, Charlize Theron. Yeah, wearing a mustache. <laughs> wearing a mustache, yeah. To conceal her identity, of course. Yeah. <gasps> Basically, she's uh, atomic blonde, but she's had to go rogue since the fall of the Great Wall. Yeah. Or, or the Berlin Wall. Not the Great Wall. That's a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I think we need to get this going. Yeah. <laughs> Since they're doing all the female-led... Uh, oh, God. What, there were a couple female-led things like they just announced let's, yesterday. Let's pretend these aren't happening because you should... It's unfortunate because female leads are awesome, but they're they're just trying to shoehorn them into everything. You want a good female-led movie? Redo Misery. <laughs> no, you don't need to redo Misery. Misery is You're good right. as it is. You're right. Kathy Bates is amazing. She's so good. Oh, she oh. is. Yeah, so on the same day, Fox uh, said they plan on doing a female-led Nice Guys series. Ugh. You know, Nice Guys, the Ryan Gosling, Russell Crowe movie from last year. But why do you have to call it Nice Guys? Just make a girl cop movie or a it's female nice cop guys. movie. Yeah, like they, they need the name recognition, I guess. Right. Uh, they also yeah. plan on doing a female-led kung fu reboot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Nope. I got it. Uh, <laughs> instead of doing Face Off with women, I take the same cast. We're going to do, um, oh, what is the Stallone buddy cop movie? I'm blanking Tango on it. Tango and Cash. Tango and Cash. We do a female-led Tango and Cash. I like it. Yeah. One is a dance instructor. The, the other is a multimillionaire businesswoman. Together they are Tango and Cash. <laughs> you didn't even keep the same name, because it's just their last names. Yeah. And mild occupations, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Uh, <laughs> So, Brandon, uh, thank you for joining us, of course. Uh, looking forward to all your uh, upcoming episodes in October. Thank uh, you. Of course, of course, beyond with the, the Scared Stupid. Yeah. Uh, the Basement Condition. Uh, where, where can we find you? You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. And if you want to get in on more fun, we're on Facebook and Twitter. And we're even on, uh, what's that thing? Instagram. There you go. Instagram. <laughs> the picture one. <laughs> Along with all the chicks taking pictures of their food. What is that called? Uh, <laughs> exactly. And we just take pictures of... Well, actually, we just post pictures of, like, movie posters and stuff. But yeah. that's more fun than food. All about the memes. About the memes. <laughs> like, have you, have you seen those Stranger Things retro posters? Yeah. Those are very cool. Good. I so want those fucking put up on my wall. They're so cool. <laughs> right? Season two soon. Yeah, collect oh, the whole season. Yeah, it's yeah. later this month. Yeah, like the 
27th something yeah yeah gotta keep an eye out on netflix yeah and of course awesome. tune into the first episode of scared stupid because it has steven izzy on yeah. yeah, we talk about Maximum Overdrive. Oh my god, I love that movie another, so much! Another Stephen King classic. Oh, <laughs> they're all classics, honey. They're all classics. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for having me. I love being on the show. It's a lot of fun. Oh, we love having you. Anytime you want to be back on, come on on. Sweet. So until next time, I'm Steve. I'm Izzy. And this is Brandon. And I'm Brandon. <laughs> and this is Everything I Learned from Movies. Yeah, Yay! we got it. In harmony. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. Hey, everybody. Stay mint.